You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the Best Life. Okay, now all right. What's up? Put the microphone by my face. That's that another one of our things you have to do. Is it on? <laughs> is it plugged in? Is it turned up? And is it on my face? It's the microphone. Do I have the mic on my head? <laughs> Y'all, we are uh, we are doing some Q&A today. Actually, we got um, a good amount of questions from you guys. Thank you so much. We were batch recording. This is episode, I don't know, eight, nine, ten, something like that over yeah. the last two, uh, two three days. Um, and we got a question from Candace and I know Candace, she's actually a client of mine and I know she's in a launch right now. And I think this is why this is a relevant question. Mm. Um, and her question is, what do you do to stay focused and maximize productivity when you are working? I feel this is such a loaded question. And also, you know, what's interesting about this question is I've, I actually have got this question a good amount in the last couple of years because I think with so many people stay like work from home and uh, moving some of their businesses online. And we also did an episode a few episodes ago on the great resignation, a lot of like freelancer lifestyle. You know, I think I take it for granted because you and I have been working from home for such a long time that I don't have an issue with time management. But one of the things that we do in FBA, which is my beginner to business course, is actually we talk about time management and energy management because I feel like you can't like try to build a business and add like 10, 15, 20 hours of online business on top of an already packed schedule. And for oftentimes for people, that's why they check out. They just go, I don't have any time. I'm not making time to build my business. And, you know, I think you talk to 99.9% of people and they say, I'm busy, right? So if you're starting any new endeavor, whether it's working from home, online business, starting out a new hobby, activity, new new venture, you're going to probably have to figure out your time situation and you're going to have to figure out your energy management situation, probably even more than that. So I thought maybe we could do maybe the best way to address this, because we have done separate episodes. There's an episode, I forget, it wasn't too long ago, a few months back that was like, how to be productive with less stress. Yep. And I outlined a bunch of tools that I use, but maybe we could do a little like day in the life of, week in the life of, sort of like uh, someone who works from home works for themselves, because I know Candace does. And I think a lot of people listening, especially if you're now doing more like that freelance or lifestyle or work from home, here's the thing. Like if you were working in a job, that was always just your baseline. I had to be at work at nine. 
So those are the anchors in the schedule. The schedule is I got to be at work at nine, I leave at five. And then, so you're filling in the gaps around nine to five. But when you have the whole day, you're like, okay, because maybe you only worked out at 6 p.m. because the only time you could work out, now you have the whole day. So what does that potentially look like? And how do you stay disciplined with yeah, that? Yeah, there's pros and cons to working for yourself. I know that this is, it's such an interesting piece where it's like the the dream, right? We have people are like, oh, it'd be so amazing to work from home. And now a lot of us know because of the pandemic, what it was really like. And some of you maybe were going, this wasn't all it was cracked up to be because, right? well, when you have a boss, you have someone to like check into or a time, you know, you got to punch in at a certain time. When you don't have that, it's very easy to, you know, neglect yourself and to like push things back or to get distracted by the things in the house because you're in the house. And I found one of my first, one of the first things I found that was a challenge for me, and this maybe led into my work from home was um, I did my master's degree online. So Mm. my, my undergrad was at school. I had classes. I showed up. I went to the class every day and had the test. So those are your anchors. Like I know I have to be there. Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 10 o'clock. Exactly. You've got your times, you've got whatever. Then I did my master's online and it was like, we'd have maybe a deadline at the end of the week. And I was telling myself, okay, I'm going to study an hour every day. Did I? No. On whatever day everything was due, what was what was I doing, y'all? I was up the night before trying to read everything, cram it all in, figure out until I could hit that deadline. And so I realized very quickly that one, I probably do better off with school at least to show up to a class and like be there and pay attention. And two, that deadlines for me work well. So Mm -hmm. I learned a couple things about myself. And so you got to figure out what, if you're the type that procrastinates, if you're the type who does that, then you got to set up systems for yourself to almost trick yourself into working or discipline yourself. So like Jill said, maybe you only worked out at 6 p.m. because that was available. It's sometimes uh, to our own detriment to have all of the options because then we can overthink it. We can let other things get in the way. And pretty soon we find ourselves being bitter, resentful, we're, and nothing's getting done. And it's very, very easy to fall into this trap of like thinking, oh, I work from home. I have all the time in the world. And I'm sure so many women, stay-at-home moms and like homemakers have had like, you know, a husband or a man come on, what'd you do all day? And it's like, you want to murder the motherfucker because you've been busy all day, right? <laughs> right. But at the same time, you're you know, it's easy to look at someone and go, oh, well, you work from home. It must be so easy. And the reality is, is it is not easy. It's just different. Totally different. And so it requires a lot more self-discipline. Yep. It requires um, sometimes creating a schedule for yourself. It requires deciding, prioritizing. For me, I think I did a podcast on this as well. And I know we've talked about priorities, but for me, a big piece was learning to prioritize what actually needs to get done. Because I found myself when I first started working from home, doing all the home chores, doing all the cooking, doing all the cleaning, and then looking at suddenly my husband's getting home from work at 5.30 and literally I hadn't done any of my actual work shit. I had been taking care of household shit. And so it is really getting clear on priorities and setting goals and keeping to them and just really being your own being your own boss. Yep. (laughs) You're like, my boss sucks. It's me. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's so true. And I'm glad you brought up priorities because I think this is exactly what I see a lot of people doing is, and how many of us are guilty of this, where we get to the end of the week and we, and we're exhausted and we're like, we were so busy all week, but we have nothing to show for it. This is really the difference between being busy and being productive. And you guys have heard us say that before, 
So I think you have to really get discerning. And this is how I work. I go, okay, cool. What if I get nothing else done this week? What's the one thing that needs to get done, absolutely needs to get done? So part of my productivity system and part of what I actually teach my clients is to declare something publicly, especially if you have an online business. It's really easy to just literally be like, I'm doing this thing. And as soon as, at least this is what works for me, and this is honestly like how I even did my fitness competitions was I just declared I was doing a show. And I told all my friends, all my family, my partner, I told everyone at the gym, and I was like, I'm doing that show. And come hell or high water, I was fucking doing it. Even if I was like, even if I myself up on the stage, I was going to do it. And I think if you're an entrepreneur, especially if you're, if you're forward facing social media, personal brand, that's a huge piece of it is declaring publicly a date at which you're going to deliver something, whether it's a wait list or a email to your list or a launch or a product or whatever, because I don't know, but for me, I would rather let other people down than let myself down. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't want to let anyone, like I I promise this thing. So for me, that's what works well because I'm a huge procrastinator. And you, I've had this conversation where I don't know that it's an issue to be honest, but realize that if you are a procrastinator, you're always just going to be doing the next thing. We always like laugh because Danny and I speak at a lot of events and sometimes the event, like the person who's organizing the event will be like two weeks in advance. They'll be like, can you send your slides slides. by this day? And I'm like, you don't realize that I do my slides literally the day before, right? Or like on the plane to the event because other things have to take precedent. But what has been really great for me is, especially from accountability standpoint, is now that I have a team, and I know this is obviously not for everybody, but having a team that needs to, they have deadlines because I can't just do it at the last minute. I'm like, you know, they are looking for things from me. They need stuff from me. So we have a team sort of calendar and it's been good because it's forcing me to do things earlier. But I also think as women, especially, we have to give ourselves grace when it comes to some of these more traditional female or like women sort of things like things like cooking and cleaning and, um, you know, taking care of the kids and whatever. Like, I don't know if you're working from home, it's okay to put your kids in daycare. I put my, I literally, when I got Pip, I put my dog in doggy daycare for four days a week. And I even had friends who were like, you don't even have any calls on Monday. I'm like, but it's a work day. Yes. And I put my dog in doggy daycare four days a week and she got socialized. She had friends there. She got more activity than she would if she was home with me. And I had, you know, so like, it's okay to do that. Like, could I have kept her at home? Sure. So I think it's okay to get over some of these more traditional guilt inducing items. You know, I did have some shame around it at first, like outsourcing the cooking or the cleaning or the groceries or whatever. And granted, by the way, you guys, you don't need like a ton of money to do this stuff. You could literally get someone to help you clean your house once a week, once every two weeks, like 50 bucks, you know? So, and then I just go, awesome. If I get back that two hours of my week, how can I make 50 extra bucks? How can I make 50 bucks in this month so I can outsource this? Because it's not just the time, by the way, you guys, it's not just the time that you're cleaning. It's the time thinking about it. Oh, I got to clean that. Oh, there's dishes in there. Oh, I got to vacuum. And it's the anxiety that's taking up precious mental energy, keeping you from just actually doing the things that matter. And lastly, I'll say some shit can just not get done. Yeah. I think a lot of people feel as though they would rather check off little things on a list than do the big thing. And I get it because the big thing is big. 
So you go, well, let me just go to the dry cleaning. Oh, let me pick up this. Oh, let me go to the grocery store. Oh, let me, and like, we just fill our day with small things to feel accomplished and we keep putting off the big thing. So ask yourself, are you trying, are you scared because that big thing either is scary or it's just too big to tackle? So you just start checking off little things, but you continue to keep yourself in this holding pattern. Oh, I've definitely been guilty of the checklist, uh, just wanting to check a lot of things off. So feeling like I did something even though it wasn't the thing that needed to get done. So you get to the end of the week, nothing actually got done. But on a day-to-day basis, I'm like, well, I did laundry this day. Ran around. Did the dishes this did day. Did the errands. Yeah. Did all those things. Yeah. But the end of the week, I'm like, what did I do? Nothing got nothing got accomplished. And this actually came, the prioritization came from a coach of mine uh, in network marketing. And he said, if you have more than three things on your to-do list, you you're going to do nothing. And I remember thinking- That's a Jim Collins quote. If you have more than three priorities, you have none. I was like, I have 20, literally, I remember counting. I said, that day I had 27 things on my to-do list. And I was like, motherfucker thinks I could do three? I'm like, I have 27. And I remember that week specifically, because I thought this guy was a tool for, for saying this stuff. The next day- I had 29 and I had checked off about six or seven, but I added new ones. So I would check things off, but my list never got smaller. It just kept getting bigger and it just kept adding things. And I was like, how can I just get three things done? I need to get 20 things done. And as I started to learn about prioritization and what that really meant, I got it. I understood that, you know, Ticking off the things that were like the big needle movers were more important than the small yeah. things. And I love that you talked about the doggy daycare. I think for parents, you may need to put your, I mean, it is, Jill and I have been talking a lot about this. What, you know, I, you guys know I have a puppy and she is distracting as fuck. She, she's great. She sleeps a lot, but then when I'm wanting to work, she wants to be in my face. She wants to like literally put her whole face on my laptop while I'm trying to type. There's so many things that are a distraction. And sometimes I'm like, this chick needs to go. Like I got to take her somewhere. I got to drop her off. And it doesn't make you any less of a person. I think where we make up these stories where we're like, oh, I could be another chance. Yeah, you could be all day, every day entertaining this puppy, but it would be to the detriment of your business. And so it doesn't make you a bad person. And also like back to the guilt thing is would it be better if I was constantly just yelling at her, throwing treats at her, trying to get her off of me and trying to work? So I'm not really giving her full attention and presence and I'm not giving my work full attention and presence. So really nothing's getting done and just extrapolate this to your children. Are you yelling at them, getting annoyed? They're getting upset versus you can send them to play with some of their friends. They're getting socialization. Maybe they're in tutoring or they're in some kind of class. And so they're fully engaged in whatever they're doing. You're fully engaged in what you're doing. And then when you do spend time, it's quality time. Well, and also you probably, it probably take you less to do your work, less time, right? (laughs) Like imagine getting two hours of uninterrupted time with your laptop. Tell me you wouldn't get a shitload of stuff done. Yeah. So I think it is this also, this combination of deciding what really needs to get done mm-hmm. and deciding like being extremely discerning on like okay what's going to actually move the dial for where I want to go and is it you know taking an hour to clean the kitchen like maybe but for most people it's like fucking sit down and get to work mm-hmm. you know it's um that dude Alex Hermosi who we follow on social he's like a business guy and I love what he said one day, and I want to remind you guys of this. He said, I don't have a morning routine. He goes, you know, this is the thing that like, you know, millionaires won't tell you. Like, 
you don't need to have a morning routine to be successful, but we just think we have to. And he goes, I wake up, I, I get a cup of coffee. Yeah. I I get a a cup of coffee and I get to fucking work. And the reason why that's important is because especially for most of us, we're most creative in the morning. So imagine taking your most effective, most productive time of the day, not for everybody, if you're not out, it's a little bit different, but most of us are fresh off a night's sleep. We're like focused, we have more brain power, we have less decision fatigue in the morning. Imagine doing something else with that time, like a morning routine or for personal trainers listening. If you're creative in the morning, you're trying to build your online business, do not fucking take personal training clients mm-hmm. in the morning mm-hmm. because you can do that shit with your eyes closed. Do that at nighttime when you're already drained. Just fucking phone it in, right? I know you guys would do a great job. It's in the morning time or if it's not in the morning, identify what time yes. of day it is. Yep that you're the most creative and don't book other shit then yeah. be like, that's my, cause if you sit down and you're focused as fuck and you are like laser focused, it doesn't take all day. Literally you could get two hours and I will give this book recommendation cause this is something that changed my life, which is called the powerful engagement. And I was someone who identified as very busy because I, I sort of made it mean that I was like worthy or I was important or whatever. And I remember reading this book and it was like, take strategic downtime. You need to have rest in your day. And I was like, this is the laziest motherfucker ever. Like I literally was like, you don't understand how lazy that makes me feel. But I tried it. Yeah. Holy shit. Got so much more work done. I went from like casually working at 50% for like 12 hours a day to working intensely for like two to four and getting so much fucking more done because I was taking this like strategic downtime. So I think part of that is we always joke about it, but you got to relax into it. You have to figure out a pace that works for you. I think the idea that you're going to get 29 things like Danny done in a day just not going to fucking happen. And how many of us have a to-do list that we just bring the same shit over the next day? It's like, write a book. <laughs> we just Literally. keep bringing it over to the to-do list. Like, Literally. what the fuck? Just get that off your to-do list. Yeah. I One of the, the kind of mantras I taught myself or learned was, so I would move the to-do list every single day. And at a certain point, I was like, you either do it, delete it, or delegate it yep. because you're doing it or you just keep moving it and moving it. But then you're then you're beating yourself up for not totally. doing it for so long. Remember I had on here, uh, find a bookkeeper for like five months every day, moved it over, find a bookkeeper. And it's like, finally just, no, I just deleted that shit. I'm like, all right, it's not happening. And then when I was finally ready, I just delegated it out. I found my ex-husband. I'm like, can you find somebody to help with right. this? Cause I am just, for whatever reason, I have a block and I can't, do this task. I know it won't take long. I know it probably won't be difficult, but if you find yourself just a task that you know is maybe small, like taxes or these things that just seem like you would be able to do them, but you just can't for whatever reason, you're blocked because it feels overwhelming. It feels big. Or it feels shameful to offload it, especially like I remember even when I was married, Jade was like, can we bring in someone to do your laundry because it just keeps piling up? And I was like, no, no, I'll do it. I'll do it. For some reason, I felt like I had to be the one to do it. But when you were like, you know what? I can't find a tax person. Can you just find? It's okay to say you're bad at some things. It's okay to not. And I would actually argue that you'll probably be better at the handful of things you're really good at if you start just saying, yep, (laughs) draw a line and say, I'm not good at that. It's okay to be bad at stuff. I would rather have a decision made faster than, I know I could figure it out, but because whatever the block, whatever the resistance was of not doing it was causing way much more time wasted, way, way more time wasted in the interim than just having someone else do maybe not as good of a job, but just finding it, making a decision. Yeah, done. And there's definitely things like that, that can be done. You know, what's funny about, um, speaking of Hermosi, uh, Jeff and I went to dinner with him and his wife 
and we were talking about, I guess they had sold their house in Austin. They moved to Vegas, but are kind of living out of a suitcase. They're like, we got rid of all our stuff and we're kind of living nomadic. And we told them we were doing that. And the first question they asked was, they go, who does your laundry? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> we do. I go, we just book an Airbnb with like a, a washing machine. But That's it was hilarious. funny because obviously somebody right now, I guess, does their laundry. And that was a big deal. Like, who does your laundry? I'm like, uh, well, we do our laundry. <laughs> but you know, you get to a certain level and you're like, fuck, I'm not going to have, I'm not going to do my laundry. I'm paying someone to do their yep. laundry. And you know, they have gobs of money, but there are certain things that people with money finally delegate out. And they're like, I don't do this anymore. I don't do my fucking laundry anymore. I don't clean the house anymore. I don't make the meals, whatever it is. There'll be a certain point where you have to decide which is that thing that you can hand off to someone else. You don't have to have all of it. Like if you love making meals by all means, I don't personally. So I'll look for ways I can buy meals that are pre-made or like chopped up already to make it easier. There's a lot of levels. So look at your lifestyle and go, what is it that I actually hate doing that I procrastinate for the longest time that when I do it, it's just not fun for me. And is there a way I can hire it out or make a trade for someone or make the, I don't know, pay my kids to do it. Is there a way that I could get this off of my plate so that I'm not mentally drained by it and that it still gets done? And we go from there. And it doesn't make you any worse of a person, yeah. right? It doesn't mean you're weak. It doesn't mean you're not a good wife or not a good mom or like all these fucking stories that we tell us. Look, if you're listening to this and you are an online business owner and you're or you're trying to be a successful one, sorry, but you got to figure out how to get other things off your plate. Like the idea that you're ever going to be successful while also being superwoman, I hate to burst your bubble, but like it's just not possible. And it's okay to say... This over here is my zone of genius. This is the thing I'm the best at. This is what my passion is even, even if I'm not good at it yet. But, and you guys know that if you're listening to this and you're like, I just can't wait to get home from my corporate job so I can just spend time on my business, then that, you need to listen to that. If that's all you want to be spending your time, then it would be a disservice to yourself and to the world and to your family, by the way, to like, to be like, well, I know I should be, you know, you know, not taking my kids to daycare or not dropping them at this, whatever. But it's like, I don't know. It just, it's fine. It is what it is for now. Until you get a routine, until you get something that works for you, you need to go where the momentum is. What are you the best at? And be okay like drawing a line in the sand up, say, you know, what? I'm not doing laundry. I'm not cleaning my house. Like when Keith and I got together, I said, Hey man, I just want to tell you, I don't cook or clean. I literally said that to him. I'm like, I'm sorry if that's, if that's something you need in a partner, yeah. we're going to move in together. I don't cook or clean, but I will happily pay for someone to come and I will happily contribute to groceries, pay for takeout, do all the things I'm doing. And so he was like, cool. So it's never, a, it's never an issue. He doesn't mind cleaning, whatever. But I told him like from the get-go. So he never makes me feel like I should be cleaning because I told him from the get-go, I was like, that's not me. Yep. And because of that, I'm able to do so much more in my business. It's it, old school, man. It's old rules. It is old rules. Like kind of our episode about the timeline and just our scripts that we live by. There's a lot of scripts we need to just tear up and throw away. Yep. And this is one of them. And I think that once you can kind of really get to what's important and move the needle on those things, you will be more fulfilled, you'll be happier, you'll be less resentful, and you'll feel more fulfilled in what you do. And ultimately, that's really the case. So, you know, as far as the question of asking about productivity and how do you stay focused, there's, we've done a lot of episodes on that. We'll have to just link those, some of the productivity episodes, but I think ultimately it's making decisions on um, what's important and then really just finding ways to manage your time, manage your energy, and 
and rewriting the script about yep. it all. Yep, it is. It's so good. Um, yeah, we'll link the other episodes, but this is a good question because I feel like this is sort of like an evergreen question that I feel like mm-hmm. comes out a lot, especially with the pandemic and work from home and a lot of, you know, people kind of moving into the online space and, and I love it. Like, I'm just like, yeah, have more autonomy, more freedom, but you do have to figure out what your quote unquote personal rules are going to be around time management, energy management, family management, um, and do what works for you. And I will also validate the fact that like there've been times in my, you know, I'm sure Danny's too, like decade long online business where I've been more productive. There's times where I've been fucking phoning it in and I've been like, I want to just go play and I want to work as hard. So I also want to validate the fact that there's going to, there's going to be ebbs and flows just because you pick a schedule doesn't mean that every single day is going to be exactly that. You know, there's going to be times where you have to travel or you're going somewhere else or you're doing something else or someone in your life needs you. I mean, your mom, you know, needed you to be her caretaker for however long, for, for 10 months. And, you know, that obviously changed your daily and weekly schedule. Mm-hmm. And so there's life is going to always do what it's going to do. And, but I think if you can sort of ebb and flow and stay flexible and still keep your priorities the best you can, you can make it work. You know, it's funny because I see, I actually talked to a lot of people who are like trying to build their online business, but they're like, Ooh, I'm on vacation that week. I can't launch or yeah. I can't. And I'm like, work-life integration though. Yes. yes. Can't be just like, I'm off, you know? Like, yeah, sure. You can have days off, times off, whatever. But like, if you're like, that to me, I build my life around my business. If I'm launching on a week, I'm like, I'm not traveling that week. You know, I'm just like, I'm, or if I am traveling, I can do it from the airplane or I can do it from the Airbnb or I can, you know, do it from the camping campsite we're at. And it doesn't have to be this all or nothing thing. It's interesting. You say that for kind of the end of this is uh, my friend Elizabeth, she's been on the podcast. She talks, I saw her posting about people are always wanting work life balance, but she said, what if it was more about instead of balance, it's work life integration. And it's how do we integrate this into our lives instead of feeling like we only have, and it's easy, it's different when you do have a job where you show up, and this is the nice thing sometimes about job, you clock in, you clock out, you don't have to think about it. You go home, you have a completely different life. There's work, and then there's life. But when you work from home, and you are your business or your personal brand, your work life and your personal life are integrated. And so you have to find a way to merge the two in to make it to where it doesn't feel like you have to cut it off, box it in and, and block it off. And I think there are ways to do that. You have to definitely set boundaries. You definitely need to set uh, maybe rules around your phone or whatever with your family. There's a lot of pieces there, but try to think of ways that you can integrate your life into this versus having a completely separate, like two, you know, where you're just boxed off and you have I don't know. I think as an entrepreneur, you can't really do that. You can't really clock out and just shut it off and ignore the emails or ignore things coming in. It's it's just very different. And instead of being upset about it, just find ways to integrate it. Yeah, and, and, and relax find ways into to love it. it. Yeah, yeah, and relax into it and find joy in it. That's the thing is like you know when you're sitting at a desk for eight hours, like yeah, you're getting paid to literally sit at that desk and answer emails. And then once you clock out at five, you don't have to answer emails till eight a.m. the next day. Where when it's business, you don't have to sit at your computer for from eight to five and answer emails all day long, right? You just throughout the day, you have your phone on you, you're doing things every, everywhere you go, everything you do is content. So, but it is a distinct switch. I don't know if you experienced that, where I was like, Oh, corporate, corporate mindset into more like, okay, now it's everything I do is potential content. I'm teaching things, whatever. And that is a distinct sort of mindset shift. Yeah. I think that's where the boundaries come in. I remember going from corporate, you shut it off. And then when I was first at home, it was like 
I was always working. Yeah. And now I feel like when people ask if I'm, you know, when I'm working or not, I'm like, I'm always working and I'm always not working. Right. That's how I feel now. Before I felt like I was always working and I was always constantly on. Now I do feel like I'm always working and I'm always not because, and the reason why I say I'm always not is because it's a joy. It's fun. So for example... Jill and I technically we're working right now. We're recording and we're sitting here with wine, just enjoying and we're having a conversation. <laughs> and we're recording. And it's also like six working. o'clock at night. Yeah. Like it's not like in like quote unquote business Work hours. hours. Yeah. Yep. We worked all weekend. So off I, and on. I think if you can get to a place where you feel like you're always working and you're always off, it's like a very beautiful place to be. So for me, uh, the first switch going from, you know, in-person business to fully online, it felt a little more stressful. I felt like I was always on. I felt like I could never shut it off, but I've gotten to a place now where there's more boundaries. There's a little bit more space. There's discipline. There's more of a routine and you'll get there. I think at the beginning is tough and you have to start figuring out what works for you. Maybe you set your gym time, you set your work hours. And it really obviously depends on if you have kids, you don't have kids, what, kind of day-to-day schedule looks like, but it's up to you. And what's really great about it, and we've talked about this in the last few episodes, is you get to make it up. You get to choose it. So if you want to work only at 9 to midnight p.m., and that's when you want to, by all means, work those hours. Go for it. For the love, do it. Yep. So we're happy to see you do it. I know. Well, thank you for asking this question, Candice. This is a great one. And I feel like we'll have more conversations (laughs) around this because I feel like this is just an evergreen question. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and also I will validate, I know because Candice is in a launch right now, like sometimes when you're in a launch, you are working all the time. When you're in a launch, just... You just are. Just no, just be tired. Just... (laughs) You just is what it is, right? But you also know it's going to be over at some point, you know, and that's why I do really like launches and I still feel like they're the most effective way to uh, generate the most revenue for a product, even though like they're open and closed and even though they're exhausting, but you know, at some point they'll be over. And I guess I'll just tell you that have something that you're looking forward to doing after the launch is over. Treat yourself, go to have a spa day, go on a little vacation, do something to just celebrate yourself for all the hard work. Yeah. Yeah. Launching is a whole other ball game, but you, you know, you manage your time in your day and you know, it's a short, it's like running a sprint versus a marathon. Yeah, totally. You just, <laughs> just, just do it. You just lock yourself in and you're, it's going to be over soon. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, good luck with that launch, darling. And thanks for the question. And if any of y'all have some things to add, please feel free to share. Uh, find us in the Facebook group. Go to thebestlifepodcast.com. We have a beautiful website up. All of our episodes are there. You can find the Facebook group there. And I think you can even find the playlists we have there for different topics if you're really just wanting to go deep on body image or relationships or infidelity. We have those all separated out. You can find us on Spotify at The Best Life Podcast. And you can also find our playlist over on Spotify. So, Ooh, all right. Love it. Have Thank you, guys. One. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.